have a hot take. A student needs to be like the focal point. I'm gonna get threats from faculty members. Oh, was that the podcast? Did you start yeah, the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is good. I know, right? Pretty. So what are we drinking, Dan? No, well, you we, picked the beer. No, no free, no free ads no here. Free ads. No free ads. Cool. No free ads. But oh, this is like okay. a, it's like a citrusy wheat beer, which honestly like isn't my go-to, but well done. Yeah. We let Dan pick the beer for once, guys, and he came back with a citrusy. It, it honestly it tastes, tastes a little bit like if like Blue Moon had lemonade in it instead of orange. Mm. Half analysis. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still s maybe just because the can is orange. Like an Arnold Palmer, but with the <laughs> I feel like that makes hops. it sound bad. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. All right, what are we talking about? What do you guys want to brainstorm? We have zero plan. Shane, any turn. ideas? It's Dan's turn. Oh, Dan's turn. We could do just the the core of all marketing is getting people's information. That's getting people's information. That is the core of all marketing, right? <laughs> Don't look at I mean, me. Well, well, that's the, and then and then you do something. I would like say that. I would <laughs> say it's, it's a foundational yeah, element yeah, of like personalized marketing, yeah. right? Which is yeah. everyone's interested in figuring out how to better personalize their marketing communications. So, what do you mean, like, what, like, how to get an email address or yeah. how to get someone's phone number? Yeah, or I guess that's about it. <laughs> name maybe name that, that'd be name. useful hopefully okay this is interesting any ideas riffing on the other chain any i what i mean how are we getting the name are we going into like what we're doing with it or are we just going to talk about like so i don't this is just think, an idea <laughs> think landing page like you mm -hmm. get to a landing page. you mm. see an ad you get an email from it might even be a known brand like what if we talk about like what on a landing page or start there it'll evolve what on a landing page would make you give your ah, information? Yeah, like okay. a selling point. Sure. Like okay. They were just like, give us your information, period. Here's the form. You would yeah. never do it. Yeah. What would make you actually like, oh, I I want whatever it is that they're offering. Mm -hmm. Um that's a free thing that you know you're also gonna get marketed to after. It's not like mm -hmm. a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm filling out a purchase for a thing. So like what's the creative, what's the copy, what are what are the things that would convince you to yeah. Be excited about giving away your email address or your phone number. Yeah. yeah, yeah. First of all, actually, before we start, how do you all do? You feel like email address versus phone number? Do you feel differently about giving that away? And if so, what is that difference? I think I would give my email away pretty easily. Your like spam email or like your real email? My Gmail. Your Gmail. Email. Okay. Do I'm you guys have spam emails? I do. You don't have a spam email? No. Really? No, I just I just unsubscribe all the time to everything. I feel like Gmail's also gotten better. They have, they have, yeah. Oh, yeah. Too, so yeah, they have yeah. less. Yeah. I would never, unless it's like for a work-related thing, never give out my work email. Yeah. But if it was for like a regular like ebook type thing, infographic access to some report, whatever, I think I would give my Gmail. Okay, that makes sense. And then yeah, if I really had no interest in what they were offering, I would unsubscribe in two seconds, but. I, I've gotten to a point where my inbox is so overrun that the idea of trying to figure out how to unsubscribe from everything is too yeah. overwhelming that I'm, I've actually started seriously considering just like starting a new email. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And like setting up an auto reply of like, 
I'm bank. This email is bankrupt. <laughs> just I'm poor so There's so much spam. I have like yeah. 3,400 unread emails, and I keep trying to catch up, and I just can't. Yeah. I'm well, subscribed yeah, to too so, many. Random so I went through a huge like spring cleaning, and it literally it took me weeks to do. But um, if you you can search like at let's say at directdevelopment.com yeah. and put that in the search and so everything like that ends in that will show up and, and then you, you just delete, delete all of it. it. Yeah. yeah. But then you have to remember the brands that are sending you the emails. Well, and it's just the ones that have sent you something in the last week because those are the ones that are the problem, you know? There you go. There you go. Okay. That's <laughs> done a lot of you know funny. I know how to Actually, delete stuff out of my emails so quickly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Corinne Myers Especially brought email. this up on Twitter huh. like a week ago. Really? About she was trying, About like trying to mass unsubscribe from things mm. yeah um i look i think i saw it pretty early and nobody had commented anything so i don't know what else is out there i'm surprised there's not a service yet uh, there has to be. there is there must be yeah. there must be yeah. but they might who knows how but, yeah. but my whole thing is that yeah trying to figure out exactly like what brands i really want to unsubscribe from like i don't even yeah. i'm i guarantee like half of the emails i get are from people that have sold my information to other people yeah, like exactly. meaning i don't i legitimately have no right i don't recognize yeah, the yeah, brand yeah. at all yeah but sorting through the things that i want versus the things that i don't want is just so freaking overwhelming yeah and it's easy to like like my promotions tab is just insane in gmail yeah, yeah. but like the inbox is still just so overrun anyways we should get back to the wow. topic so yeah. all right what can what would convince you to give up an email address and or your phone number? Like, what are the elements of the perfect conversion point? Yeah. In essence, is what we're talking about. Hmm. I think if we start strictly talking about just the form itself. Okay. First name, last name, email, phone number. Has okay. To be it. Anything beyond that is like you're asking me to do too much work. Again, depending sure. on the value of the thing. But like for any old normal thing that I'm like somewhat interested in, it's not like you're reinventing the wheel here. I think those are core. I think in the phone number option, like some type of checkbox of like call, text, or neither, mm -hmm. which I've actually seen more of people saying like, <laughs> give us your phone number, but you can opt out of anything. Oh, why they would do that. Maybe they just email you later saying, have you changed your mind? or they just sell it to somebody else. But, um, <laughs> and if I can select text only, I actually don't mind that as much. Texting, yeah. Um, versus like, if you call me, if anyone calls me, and I, I don't have the number, I don't pick up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think a text only option is attractive. Again, as far as email, I feel like I'm pretty. That makes sense. What are the things, like what, if anything, have either of you downloaded in the past, like, two or three months where you've given your information in order to access? That's a great question. I don't know if I actually the have done too much. <laughs> hub search. The hub search, that's what I was thinking. Uh, salary report, yeah, I yeah. think it was. Um, that was when I gave my work email for that one. Yeah. So I was like, this is work related, I want it. Um, and that was, a, that was because like, it was a salary guide of people that work in and around HubSpot's CRM, basically. Yeah. And it's so essentially a niche salary and insights report. Yeah, it is, but it's also a little more vague too in that like it has, you know, content writers with various levels of experience, what they could be paid. Like there are some specifics to HubSpot and that's kind of the nature of their work, but it's also like, all right, it's probably generally applicable yeah. to the public as yeah, far as yeah. any content writer goes. Um, 
So yeah, I feel like that was one where I gave my information and felt like that was worth giving my information yeah. for. Yeah. Um, I think other ones like deals and offers for select companies that I know I already like though, like mm. Adidas. I'll do it for so if there's already brand affinity yeah you're more likely one. to give you're more likely to opt into some campaign that they're doing yeah or i just know it's a brand that's not gonna like you know one of the things i actually avoided um the motley fool i don't know if you're familiar oh, with that dude with i tips. i get so many emails from <laughs> i was reading reviews so many if emails. you sign up you get anywhere from three to four emails a day yeah yeah and it's basically just them trying to sell you more yeah, stuff yeah well, I don't know how they make it into my damn primary inbox. Yeah. Their email marketers are yeah. insane. Like wow. they're incredible. I mean, annoying is all get out, but like these people know how to do email yeah. marketing yeah. well. Like they Man. they are constant. And I don't engage with their emails. Yeah, it's so it's you can't engage with all yeah. of them. But anyways, wow. yeah, they're they're a lot. Yeah. But I did also yeah. download a, a report from them at some point, which is how I got on their list. Uh, yeah. I'm curious, what was what was the actual report like the salary report? Like was it like a website or like an ebook or it was like just a PDF? Just e a PDF. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was long. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think I had actually downloaded one. They do it every year, and I downloaded yeah. one before, so I also knew what to expect. So I yeah. downloaded it again this year. Yeah. It just like updated information, but yeah, just a PDF ebook. Interesting. Yeah, I feel like most of the time when I'm downloading something, it's like, I mean, obviously for me video stuff and like a lot of times people will have like free packs of of uh i don't know just assets and whatnot that could be useful in the future but usually those are i think every time i've done those it's purely like you just put your email address in yeah um but obviously it's like you know you're getting just like actual things that you'd normally have to pay for so it's, yeah do you feel like so is it stuff on the landing page and the way they're describing it that you're like, oh, that's cool. I want access to those things. Yeah. Does it come by email because you've already interacted with this company? Like, um, Usually if it's like, uh, maybe I'll just be on the website and then they'll like have a little thing and like, um, it's just a way to, you know, I, I usually download it because you don't know what could be useful in there and whatnot, yeah. but um, usually it's just, I think, you know, maybe a banner on a website, like, oh, download this free pack. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't hurt, I can delete it if I don't want it. Yeah. One of the things that I was uh, realizing, like, as I was in the process of doing it a couple weeks ago is, and then I realized I've done this several times, when some sort of like resource, whether it's like a salary report or any sort of like comprehensive marketing study, I'll like look at that, you know, stuff or, you know, like when Ahrefs or SEMrush might release something, I'll go and download that. Um, and one of the things I realized though is like, I have a much, this is not that like incredible of an insight, but like I have, if I click on somebody's organic social post about a premium guide or a premium offer, like there is a, a strong likelihood that I will go and download that offer as uh, opposed to seeing an ad, yeah. then yeah. clicking from the ad to the landing page. Mm -hmm. And I don't even necessarily have to know this person super well, but if I'm just following them or connected to them on LinkedIn yeah. or on Twitter in some capacity, the likelihood that I'll go and actually click through and convert on the offer is significantly higher. Yeah. And mm. I, I guess that's just because there's some element of like social proof that if, if Dan yeah, is sharing yeah. it and that I know sense. Dan and I like Dan's content, even if I don't yeah. 
know him super super well there's a higher you know likelihood that it's good yeah and therefore i, yeah. I download it i feel like the copy that goes with it too like i feel like a lot of times uh, yeah. some of these people that just like push out stuff all the time it's just the title of mm. the thing with the card that says the title of the thing yeah. again i'm like there's no way they didn't put any time and energy no. into this no there's no way it's any good and i won't even click to it but then yeah the ones that's like a little bit more like somebody you know somebody who looks like they know what they're talking about i also hover over profile icons to see like yeah how many followers or like what they're yeah they if they're verified then, yeah looking at like likes and retweets or whatever and like all right this is pretty credible if credible if you know enough people have engaged with it i think that's a good sign like all right it's probably good enough but yeah i feel like there are people too that just throw out content left and right and yeah it's like, interesting is there like a kind of content that you all tend to like gravitate towards when it's like let's say either downloading like a, an ebook or is it more of like a p uh, not a pdf like a gated content where you can only like get so far down the page like mm. is there a kind of is one of those like more likely to say get you to go into it because my my initial reaction would be that uh, maybe the gated content because you know you see part of it yeah and then you can't see the rest however at the same time i feel like i've also jumped off of a lot of gated yeah. content yeah. it's like they're just trying to get my information this is gimmicky and stupid and like what's probably underneath the like hidden bit is like not actually useful yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i think i mean so my my quick note on the like preview content and then like fill out your form to yeah. finish the story or keep reading or not is that the content that isn't hidden has to be like effing amazing yeah and like so compelling and so well written that like i cannot help myself but i i have to finish the story right yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. I have to know what's on the other side yeah. nine times out of ten or like 99 99% of the time it's like the content is not that compelling or yeah, it's yeah, interesting and it's almost like this like it, it, it's basically like they just took the story and cut off showed you the first 15% and then didn't give it a second thought like yeah, in other yeah. words they're not thinking about the asset yeah. as a lead gen asset yeah. they're just saying like here's here's the story and if you want to keep reading fill out your email yeah. I think if you do that that's not necessarily a, a bad tactic but you need to think about that first yeah. 10, 15% of copy that you're showing as like the only purpose of these words is to get people to freaking fill out that email, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that field, right? Right. Um, I think that could be hard to do on like a page with just words though. Whereas yeah. I feel like some of the ones that I've actually converted on were a little bit more like infographic-y where it's, a, it's more maybe story driven where it's like, all right, I need, how does this end up? Like yeah. how, does it, how does it go? Um, and thinking like, yeah, I feel like, I don't know, I'm thinking of a dumb example, but one of the ones I was looking at the other day, it's like a, if you invest, you know, this much into your 401k starting at age 25 and then increase that percentage in line with your salary, here's what this means by 30, 35, 40. And it's like, oh, whoa. And then it's like, and then you buy how, and it like knocks down the th price. Uh, well. And so it's like, all right, I need to see like how yeah, this ends yeah, up. Yeah. And it's just like a curiosity thing. And you also, I think the big thing, because you never know what's behind the gated content, is having a, set, a reasonable sense of what it's likely going to be yeah. and still realizing that's probably gonna be valuable to yeah, you. Yeah, that way it's yeah. like, rather than like I read, you know, and I think there could be a tendency to like front load all the really good information that's actually free. Yeah. 
so that they'll convert and, and that's just all the fluff down there. Yeah. But yeah. it's like, well, we already got your email. Yeah. Whereas like, I think that maybe that story methodology might work a little bit better where you're like, a person feels invested. And yeah. So like now they're going to convert rather than just like, oh, okay, I was reading about so-and-so and like, I mean, I don't yeah. care enough. That's the, same, that's the same sort of psychology as to why so many TV shows let you watch the pilot episode or the first couple yeah, episodes yeah, for yeah, free. Yeah. Right before you have to start your subscription because yeah. they are hoping that you'll be hooked. Yeah. Um, but to answer your question too, just about like the type of content, I, I have found, and I, mean, I, I feel like I used to just, anything that seemed like it could be remotely valuable, I would download. And then uh, this was probably like five, you know, eight years ago. Yeah. Now it's like, you know, everyone's doing inbound marketing. Everyone yeah, understands yeah, yeah. the value of content as a, as a key gateway to lead gen. Um, and so I've become much more skeptical of like what I download. But yeah. what I find myself doing a lot of is if I find something that's gated, immediately I will try to go find that information for free oh, elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then yeah. if I can't find it in as succinct of a format or if it doesn't look like it's quite what I'm looking for, yeah, yeah. I'll go back and download the gated sure. content. Yeah. So I won't I won't just immediately like I just did this the other day. I was like trying to figure out how to like edit like pod like this podcast right and i was trying to figure out how do i use audacity which is this like free podcast editing software right and so i saw i googled how do i use audacity right and i came up with i found this course and it was going to cost me 99 bucks and it looked pretty comprehensive i was like i'm not that invested i just i really want to figure out just how to splice in like an intro song before the podcast yeah. right and so then i went to youtube and watched three videos and then figured that thing out without yeah. needing to go to the gated content but then once i figured that out i had like oh it'd be really cool to understand levels a little bit more like mm -hmm. and of course like that content is isn't as discoverable yeah, yeah, on yeah. youtube and so anyways it's interesting i think for for our audience to think about like your people might view your gated content as people might stop on that page, go try to find that answer elsewhere, and if they can't, they'll come back. And so yeah. all this is, I guess, a long way of saying that anything that is gated, it really should be valuable mm. and or unique enough to your domain or your institution or your area of expertise. Not, not that it can't be found anywhere else for free, but it can't be found somewhere else for free in like an easy way. Yeah. And I think that that's the magic, if, think, if you can find that Yeah, yeah and the really, the really hard part too is you need to express enough what is in the guide and how it's better than anything you might find for free. Like, okay, you might be able to find something for free, but you're looking for salary information, career trajectory things, where an industry's at, whatever. And everything that's free and out there is from 2020. And people might be like, yeah, ah, how yeah. different can it be? It's only 2022. Yeah. And you have, you know, 2022 data or insight or whatever it is. And so how specific do you need to get on your landing page to tell people this is better? Like you almost need to know what the free stuff is yeah. so that you can position yeah, your stuff good. better on a landing page to be like, all right, yes, but also these other things. And we have that type of stuff. Mm, yeah, um, that makes sense. And I think that's a hard thing to do. Again, particularly for maybe let's take like a lengthier ebook um, where you cover so many things. Like yeah. You can't just have a running bulleted list of 35 things that you cover. So what are really probably the most common challenges, headlines or, or headers that people are going to read and, and be attracted to? And then how do you leverage that on your landing page to draw in, you know, those form submissions? Yeah. Yeah. On that note, sorry, were you going to say no? Okay. Oh, oh. On that note, um, I think about like so, like a lot of the more progressive, like 
schools that understand the importance of content and inbound and like earned attention and earned uh, earned lead acquisition, like have like these robust like salary guides or like you know uh, uh, field specific information around like the the future of cybersecurity or the future of business analytics, whatever it might be. And a lot of those um, resources can contain salary information, like you're talking about. I find though that like if I was a prospective student and I was looking. I was seriously considering your program, especially at the graduate level, but even at the undergraduate level. I I don't want general like information about like generally speaking, the national average, yeah. according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, yeah. suggests that if you work in cybersecurity, you will get sixty nine thousand dollars a year after you know yeah. if you if you have a, a master's of science in cybersecurity. I want to know your students, the people that have taken your program over the last three to five years, what are their average salaries after program completion? Yeah. And like, this shouldn't be that hard for schools to figure out. Yeah. It's a survey to your alumni after yeah. they complete your program. And then if you, if I knew that like, you know, this, this school had data that they were sharing with me about their specific students, again, just averages, like even just a range. Yeah. The likelihood of me downloading that information incredibly yeah, yeah, yeah. high if I'm even remotely interested in yeah. the program. Because that obviously has zero competition. Like nobody else yeah. is going to make an article no, about how no, much. There's your no, there's no, there's no free blog yeah, post yeah. about this. Yeah. yeah, even thinking too where they're working. Like yeah. the salary is one thing, but yeah. two, I mean, if you're pursuing a master's degree, one could say maybe you're more motivated than the average person, and so you're probably thinking like, you know, that average salary, I should be above that or I can like quickly grow in a company because yeah. I know I'm a really hard worker. I pick up on things quick, you know, whatever it might be. If I could get in the door at this place, yeah. oh, I could crush it. Yeah. They would love yeah. me. I can move up quicker. The salary isn't even really super important to me at this point in time. Like I think I can go up two yeah. or three levels in a pretty short period of time um, and being able to see where you can do that versus like, you know, people are going to smaller companies and yeah, you're maybe making a lot, but it's like, it sounds like a lot for year one, but then it's consistent like one, two, three percent raises and you're like really not going anywhere or you're just like cogging the machine um, versus you know, cooler companies doing innovative things. Also looking at, I think that also then links you up with like connections after with alumni of like, you know, this person worked here, you guys were in the same program, this, that, and that. I think that just like one thing leads to the next, um, you know, beyond just that basic salary information. Yeah. Is it, do you think um, that there's like, because thinking about those kind of things, I assume that probably takes a lot of time to like aggregate that information. You have to like follow up with people that like you can't just like, oh, let's like put together this thing because we yeah. need like more people for marketing and whatnot. I wonder like, I wonder what kind of best bang for your buck as far as time goes is the best kind of content to like quickly put out there. Like is it is it some kind of like, you know, just quick like infographic thing mm. that's like maybe a more simple simpler kind of information or like even in the realm of like is something like a video because it's more entertainment like mm -hmm. you know maybe that's something that you know might be a simple way to just like get people to put an email in quickly or yeah. or or you know i mean maybe it is just those big kind of like really rich pieces of information are what require it but i'm i'm wondering of like what other kind of pieces of content that don't quite yeah. require That's as much time I feel like, yeah, yeah you use the the form versus not the form so maybe you have like yeah. an infographic for some of that like here are industry averages 
here's what you know graduates of this school are making yeah I, if you're making that graphic yeah. it better be more yeah <laughs> um right and then you're using like a maybe you have behind a form or behind um one of those like you know gated pages part of the way through you have top 10 alumni from this program yeah. where they're at you know what they were making right out of college i feel like it would probably not gonna get yeah. too many people to be like yeah use my name yeah, yeah, yeah. current position and salary yeah um but like where they went right out of college and like some quick profile information yeah. you give one or two cool people you have eight more after that if people really are interested sure they can download that type of thing and then if you want more of like a career report trajectory mm. all these other things that's like an in-depth pdf ebook that you have to then go download yeah that way it, that way it's like it's a mixed bag of things because yeah. you never know what somebody else has already that's known true. That's seen true. Yeah, yeah. heard whatever or what type of content they like to consume like, yeah you know in an ideal world would you make an infographic gated page ebook video all the things yeah you know can most schools do that not quickly yeah, like yeah. not quickly enough for all their programs sure. at least and so but I mean if you are putting together something like like a big report like that and you obviously have rich information then yeah. you'd probably want like to use that as much as possible and because right. then you're not having to like you know let's say you have to make you know a video and an infographic anyway like like at least you have some very rich data that you already know is useful to yeah. people that is going to be like a good topic for that other content yeah you know yeah i also think that like like i was thinking about have you guys your, your last point shane reminded me of this these TikToks that i've been saying of like these guys and and like girls that'll go around i, I don't even remember what the account is but they'll just like ask random people on the street like hey what do you do Oh, yeah, I'm a videographer. Yeah, yeah. And what do you make? Where yeah. do you live? Yeah. Right? And people are revealing their actual salaries. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. I live in Washington, D.C., and I'm a videographer, and I make, you know, $65,000 a year, whatever it yeah, is. Yeah. Like, And it's it's like incredibly transparent. They're yeah, getting yeah. the geo in there, right? Yeah. They're getting what they actually do, right? And I don't think that they talk about the company that they work for. Or actually, maybe, maybe, maybe some of them do. I don't I don't, I don't know if they're talking about the company. Yeah, now, but. yeah. But like, it's bringing this like whole. Oh, Dan. No, we're good. We're good. Oh, Nothing's gosh, up. We thought we lost Dan's audio again, guys. <laughs> but like, you're getting you're getting this like really interesting data uh, and insight, and and you're on TikTok and you're scrolling and you're getting this for free. And I, I'm thinking about like the things that I have learned that like normally like would have been gated that are just like free on TikTok that you can, and the yeah, same yeah, thing is like, like yeah. on Twitter, people talk a lot about like, Twitter's like, you know, the best free university and, and whatnot. And yeah. you might have strong opinions otherwise for good reasons. But like, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that the quality of free information has gone up dramatically. Oh, yeah. yeah. And to to a point where people are willing to show you how to make freaking sourdough, they're willing to tell you mm -hmm. how much they actually make and all of that is totally free. So if you're gonna gate something, yeah. it sure as hell yeah, yeah, better yeah. be super valuable and, yeah. and niche around something that really only you are qualified or a few folks are qualified to talk about. And I think mm. as a general framework, that's a, that's just a helpful way to operate. I think a lot of the times, you know, when schools complain about, 
oh wow, like the, you know, we, yeah, we got all these leads from a Facebook, you know, lead ad campaign or an Instagram campaign. And then like, you know, only 2% of them did anything after coming in off of that ad campaign. Yeah. And I think one of the questions to ask is like, well, remember in a world where you can get a lot, you know, where, where your savviest consumers can mm-hmm. find a lot of information for free without yeah. going through a form, maybe you're attracting people that are not not as savvy and or are not as qualified, quite yeah. frankly, for yeah. your programs mm. because they are willing to give you their information. Right, and that's where I feel like you, you get the bits and pieces, but somebody who has more than one question, you if you're the aggregator of a lot yeah. of those things, yeah. you position yourself nicely to then capture people's information because it's like, all right, you don't have to randomly go find this TikTok. But if you don't know that exists, like that might be a hard thing to find. If you don't know that, you know, oh, this, you know, company, whatever, put together a you know, salary report, yeah. that might be hard to find. Like you can Google things, that doesn't mean it's gonna be in perfect alignment with what you're searching. And so going back to kind of the impetus of the conversation and, and the topic, like what can you put on your page yeah. that's, you when you download it, you will get, you know, these five things and those are the five things that, yes, you could find one of these on TikTok, yeah. you could find one of these on Twitter, but, but you have yeah. to bounce yeah. around yeah. and This is gonna save me time. Yeah. Just yeah. give us your email yeah. and again, the convenience factor of like, give us your email for the convenience factor. We'll give you all this information. Um, And I think to link to those things, like when you're creating your content linked, I don't think it's why, who cares if they go click to a TikTok to learn more about, you know, this salary information. And then if they click to this thing to find this other stuff, like you've already gotten their information, be a helpful resource. And then if you know, you're not just going to convince somebody out of nowhere to start an application. But so, and I think I think that, you know, that, is, that is so true. And the big point is like, we, we used to tell schools to do this all the time. We used to tell schools, hey, take 90% of what's on your program page, yeah. copy and paste it into a PDF, add 10% of additional information and gate it, right? Yeah. And I, 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 I think that, you know, that still works in terms of lead gen. But I think the quality of those people or, or the reason why like there isn't where you're not seeing like meaningful follow-up or meaningful engagement post that initial conversion is actually because you didn't create anything that was truly unique or truly valuable or the value wasn't great enough. Mm -hmm. And I think that that, that's probably just the hard reality. Like I think about content, like I have converted on content, like the hub search guide that you were talking about earlier, I emailed the creator, like hub search themselves, uh, whoever wrote, I didn't remember who wrote, who's like the author of the guide, but I emailed them and this, and their CEO. And I like asked a couple of specific questions and I thanked them for the resource. I was so, I was intrigued enough by what they presented to, to proactively follow up. And mm. I'm sure that I'm like in the minority here, but like if I've done that, when I found content to be particularly interesting or compelling and I, and I've actually read it, I do follow up because I do have further questions. And I think anyone that does actually read something that is good and they are also interested in your services or your products or your programs, you should compel them to follow up, Mm -hmm. right? And I think if if you're not getting that, if there's just total drop off of engagement, it's because you gave them something that wasn't that particularly valuable or helpful. And that's why conversion rates are, you know, post post guide download are so freaking low yeah so i think like a bit at least a big takeaway is like when it comes to gated content it's got to be niche it's got to be incredibly valuable something that like you have a unique 
spin on or a unique perspective on or a unique insight into. Um, and it's and or it's got to be something that is comprehensive enough where it would take a prospective student far too long to go get all of these answers elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even following up with everybody individually, obviously within reason, that downloads the guide, like they download the guide for a reason, right? So there are people like you who yeah. are weird and will <laughs> email them and be like, I have all these follow-up questions. I would say it's a dime a dozen. It only, but what I would say, it's a dime a dozen like I, I am interested in HubSpot, HubSpot, Hub searches like services, right? Yeah, like yeah. I'm, I would consider them as a talent search agency, right? Like, yep. and so there's, there's already that. Uh, I would say I am an inquiry, yeah. right? Right. I'm at the inquiry stage. Yeah. I'm considering applying, yeah. right? So, and and I think that uh, the point of a lot of these content resources is that the goal is to inspire these inquiries, mm -hmm. is to qualify them, and then inspire a subset of them to actually start an application. Yeah. But I'm saying everybody else who fills out the form yeah. is only a few steps behind you. Sure, like They're sure, not sure. miles behind where it's like, don't even bother emailing them. Yeah. They're just going to blow you off. Totally. I think if there are 100 and you email all of them individually, if you were to get five, well, what if those five start an application to become enrolled student? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was worth your time. And yeah. it's not like the emails are wildly different for each person where you're rewriting them. Like, yeah. copy, paste, swap a couple things, but send them a personal email that I think goes a lot further than an automated where everyone knows it's automated again here's another link to your yeah. report and it's like i know i'm viewing it right now like yeah delete see ya um where you've lost that person versus the, the personal follow-up um that again comes even two days later like it doesn't need to be instant you have the time like hey thanks for downloading this guide zach um let me know if you have any questions about you know how we got this data did this thing whatever my about our you know services in particular I'd be happy to chat, otherwise enjoy the resource. Yeah. And it's like, not pushy, yeah, it's whatever, yeah. it's like kind of friendly. And then I think that's a little bit more, for the people that wouldn't just send the email right after, it's a little bit more of a like warm welcome, that you'd be like, all right, I'll email you a couple of things. You know, yeah. it sounds like this is, rather than emailing an automated email, I always feel like an idiot every time I do that. But um, I think that might also, like you can capitalize on people that you're getting that have taken an action rather than just like waiting for them to come yeah. through, which seems like counterintuitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so hard. I, I was thinking as you were talking to you about, I went and um, Gabby, my wife and I are, we were like, we went to a few open houses over the past couple of weekends in DC and probably met like 15 different real estate agents at each of these open houses. And of the 15 that we met, there was one guy who, you have to fill out a form, you gotta give them your information and all this stuff, right? And everyone sends, thank you so much, it was great to meet you at this open house, like yeah. I'd love to represent you. And it's, all, it's basically like the same template that everyone's copied and pasted. Real estate agent, like marketing and higher ed marketing, are, there's a lot of parallels. <laughs> um, but like this one guy, he said at the, at the visit, at, when we were at the open house, um, he was like, hey, by the way, like, are you guys working with an agent? And we're like, no, we're just kind of like browsing right now. And, and he said, well, okay, just, just two pro tips here. When you go to pick your agent, you wanna look out for two things. One, you wanna make sure that they have access to off-market inventory. He said, if, they, if your agent doesn't talk to you about off-market in inventory, they're essentially like not in the cool kid club and they don't have access to like listings that might actually be available, but yeah. they're not on Zillow, for instance, yeah. right? And he said, and the second thing that you really wanna pay attention to is, um, do these people have, like, do they have the ability to um, 
or, or like will will they like work with you over an extended period of time because we're like we're just browsing he's like some agents won't work with you unless you're willing to buy in the next 30 days yeah other agents will work with you for as long as you you know are, are browsing so he said look look for those two things well then what he did in the post follow-up he sent us an email he created a curated list of homes based off of the home that we had seen, oh, which wow. by the way was selling that day, like it sold that day. Yeah. And he said, hey, here are seven other homes that are all off market, we couldn't find them on Zillow, and that I think might match your preferences based off of the five minute conversation that we had with Wow. Him. Hmm. And literally that night, we sat down and we wrote him this long email, we thanked him and we said, hey, like we'd like you to be our agent. Like. We don't know if we're gonna be, you know, we're looking maybe the next six months, but like, we'd love you to represent us. And it was because he like did the work of putting together this custom curated like selection of homes. No one else yeah. had done, every single one of these other people sent us a follow-up email, right? With next steps and action items that we could take. Yeah. He was the only one that like proactively created this like portfolio for us to browse. Anyways, Dang, uh, yeah. tangent, but like, but to your point, those are the sorts of things that get noticed yeah, and those right. are the sorts of things that if you are marketing to an audience that is actually has some buying intent mm -hmm. those things really really do go a long way yeah and i think particularly now in higher ed too when everybody is saying we need more students we need these things well we don't have the time and resources to do that well that's why you're not getting more students yeah. like yeah it's the, you know Ooh. where those students are going Snaps, yeah where people are investing <laughs> the time and resources yeah like, uh, you know, you're probably, not that you're twiddling your thumbs at work. No, but like, people work really hard. What can you maybe not do in order to focus on these things and like weighing like a cost benefit analysis of your time and like how do you shift your time to focus more on low hanging fruit that maybe people aren't even aware exists and like yeah. really making sure that particularly like this time of year when it's like our right, last second we're trying to get some students in the door. like don't just be calling the students who are almost submitting their app, like spend some time on people who have just started and, you know, might need some help or some people who have recently inquired knowing that the deadline is in a month and a half, like, yeah. and try and push different types of people through. Um, and I think that personal touch could take them, you know, to the finish line rather than just thinking like, I'm going to focus on these other people and then start planning, you know, next year's event strategy. Where yeah. In reality, Again, this isn't always the case. In reality, that could wait two months. But like, you just want to feel on top of it, and you're trying to keep busy, and or you're you know doing a bunch of other things that somebody else has asked you to do. That's the same person also putting pressure on you to put butts in seats. And it's like, look, let's have a realistic conversation here. I have this much time. I want to dedicate it to these things because I've seen you know this brings in the most amount of students. Why should I convince me why I should not do that? Yeah. Um, and I think you know those types of conversations will start leading more people to have those types of conversations. That again put butts in seats and not just like, we've always done it this way and the, I don't know, kind of classic higher ed excuses that you know, get made um, when things aren't where you know, people they want to be. be. Yeah, Jeremy Tears talks a lot about who, who hosts Enrollify's Mission, Admit, nah, Mission Admissions <laughs> podcast. He always talks about how like in, in higher ed marketing and admissions, people are obsessed with like 301 and 401 strategies and like most of them just need to do 101. Yeah. Like yeah, most yeah. of them just want to do the cooler, sexier, like different things mm -hmm. because they think it's just going to be this silver bullet that helps when yeah. like you, you legitimately can't do 301 and 401 shit until you've done 101 yeah. and 201 shit. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like people who try and dive into video because they're like, we need video. It's like, 
you don't know what you're doing. You yeah. just gave some idiot 23 year old kid it over there and then turn it into a video. And it's like, that's not interesting. Like, what's yeah. the point of the video? Where's it going? Like, why are you doing yeah, that? And it's just like, yeah. well, we need video. And it's like, these generalities that I think go nowhere um, rather than, yeah, maybe focusing on some of the things that you've also, you know, and have seen work. You know yeah. that getting a student on campus into an event, you know that that works. Spend more time doing that because that will lead to an increase. Um, I feel like there's, yeah, particularly now with so many different platforms and mediums and all these other things, there's a tendency to just like, how do we jump to this next? And it's like, well, you never mastered any of them. Yeah. You know. Or even, uh, yeah, and I, I can't remember um, if this was the last podcast or a couple conversations we had, or maybe it was a conversation we all just had offline. But like, I'm still waiting for the admissions counselor that like grows in credibility, goes viral or whatever for like actually talking to a student, understanding what they want, and then saying, hey, by the way, we do this thing really, really well. Here are four other schools that also do this thing pretty well, that if they're not on your list, they should be. Like, admissions counselors are, are supposed to be counseling yeah. these prospective students, right? And guess what? Like, if the student isn't the right fit right. and they drop out a year later, was that one year in like tuition revenue really that helpful at the end of the day to yeah. the institution and or the student? No. Yeah. Like, as, as any good marketer knows, like the best way to sell is to help, right? And if, if admissions counselors do a better job of that, like in, in the silly example I gave about the real estate agent, imagine going home after a recruitment event and getting an email from your admissions counselor saying, hey Dan, you mentioned you really like these three things. We, I think we do this really well, maybe better than anyone else, but if these other, if these other three schools aren't on your radar, they also do this pretty well, and I have friends and colleagues that work there, I'd be happy to put you in touch with them. Yeah. What sort of impression would you get, Dan, like based off of me, like, you know, what, what impression would you get about me if I delivered you an email like that, yeah. right? Like, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it, it sounds like our quote of the day that always is gonna <laughs> enrage everyone who's listening to this <laughs> is just telling them to sell people to other other places but I feel like I, I, feel like, I feel like there's probably like a middle ground where you know you could probably give good information without having to actually like you know shoot them over to another yeah place. refer yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no I, yeah the pros and cons too of like maybe it doesn't even need to be direct competitors but like yeah no yeah. hey here's a school that you know does a version of this I like you know don't give them number one number two and number three give them six seven eight yeah like, yeah yeah Hey, they do this also. You know they're not as good as you are. Yeah. Here's somebody also not as good as us, but better yeah, than yeah. them. A little yeah. more. Again, these are all the price is going to go up every time. Here's people that maybe they are a little better than us, but th that's the Harvard. Like, yeah. You're probably not getting in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. And if they yeah. do get in, like yeah, they should go there. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, oh, I that's think, smart. Yeah. You know, may you lose a couple people sure will you get more than you lose probably yeah. Yeah, yeah um and i think that's again the cost benefit analysis of your time of like all right yeah should i direct my energy here and, and what will i get from that um and even going back to the stuff we chatted about before with like the infographics and the gated content like if you have those things that then allows you to follow up with those it's not just lead gen and i feel yeah, like a lot yeah. of the things that you know, you're thinking about a landing page and why I kind of, going back to your earlier point of like the forms that are almost in the middle of a page and you've yeah, read yeah. through some stuff and then you're like, oh, that's cool. I'll download yeah, that yeah. thing. Um, landing page, I think often implies like 
digital ads to this thing, somebody, sending somebody right there in order to capture them as a lead, and that's its sole purpose, which yeah. many times it is, but how do you also leverage that same content that's on a landing page on your website for somebody scrolling through yeah, for yeah. an existing contact who you're trying to get to the point yeah. of application or you know app submit? Um, and I think they're, you know, you again, splicing up that content. Like there are, yeah, yeah, yeah. every piece of content you have, you can use four or five different ways. Um, and that's so much easier than creating four or five different pieces of content. But yeah. it's, yeah, it's just, again, your your time and where do you think you'll get the biggest bang for your buck? Um, because hours are limited. Teams are, I feel like we've had a handful of conversations last week with people that it's just like, yeah, as you know, everyone's leaving higher ed and like our team's shrinking and we've had X amount of people quit. And it's not like they're going from 200 to 197. They're going from eight people to five people. And it's yeah. like, that's a dramatic drop off. Um, so what can five people do yeah. 40 hours a week to get the most butts in seats and like go sit in your conference room on Monday morning at 9 a.m. And, and chat about that for an hour yeah. well, and, and see what comes out of it. And I'm glad you brought that up because maybe maybe that is the helpful framework to help like wrap this conversation too is like if, if you have the capability in-house to follow up with every lead that comes in the door in a meaningful kind of unique way, mm-hmm. then it's okay to have gated content that is a regurgitation of your program page with maybe 20% of additional like new content because you are then gonna do the work of like really following up with those people, sending them original like new, you know, links to other content that they might find helpful. Mm -hmm. If you don't have the ability to do that, right? And you just, you don't have the capacity or, or the people that are coming in off of that kind of content are just in like, the thousands and there's just no way that even if you have a large team you just can't follow up with that quantity of leads um then what you need to do is you may you need to make that gated content so compelling and so unique and so genuinely helpful that it is presenting new information that isn't readily available via like the website or some other ungated asset that it compels the user the reader to follow up like it's that's the that's the framework to think through these things. If if you if you if you have a quality lead problem, do the latter. Yeah. If you're just you just need quantity, do the former, right? And and maybe that's at least one takeaway for people tuning in. Today. Yeah. Interesting. I feel like I've learned quite a lot today. A lot of see, lot Danny, of, you don't need college. You just need Zach and Shane. A lot of marketing stuff that I didn't know before. Next episode, I'll be teaching Zach how to use Audacity. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> close this out, Dan. Cheers. Uh, oh yes, um, I'd read on uh, our favorite uh, people at Double Take who provide us things to put our beer in, and I forgot mine, obviously. So. I don't know what else about Double Take. Double Take <laughs> is if you, again, have not, if you need new swag, we're going to a new academic year. You need to update those lame brochures that you have. You need to update the hats that you have and little um, koozies. Koozies. But what are the, what are the banners that everyone uses? Um, pennants. Pennants. Uh-huh. Which, by the way, I, I don't know. I think pennants are like the lamest piece of swag, personally. Yeah. But yeah. anyways, if you need new pennants or you need any other piece of swag, talk to the folks at Double Take. Tell them that the guys at Enrollify sent you. That was good, that honestly. Was good. And I'll do the porky to take the lap off, folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we good?